The G-Man paces slowly. The red light seems to darken, or maybe your eyes are acclimating to the red light. And you chose to go back? Mm-hmm. I rub my eyes with the heels of my hands, sitting back in the comfortable chair. God, I'm so fucking tired. We still hadn't gotten into the theater, and being there in the day was a great way to stand out as outsiders. Might as well have rented out a neon sign to hover over our heads or some shit. Hold that thought for a moment. I'd like to get something. The G-Man walks to the door and leaves. You do not hear the sound of the lock engaging behind him. Agent Rowan, you are alone facing the mirror. You can see yourself clearly for the first time in a while. I almost don't recognize myself in the reflection. My hair has grown out a little since I've been here, turning my short shingle cut into a scraggly mess, and the jumpsuit is wrinkled and baggy on me. I think I've lost weight, though I don't have a scale to verify that. I haven't been eating much, so it makes sense if I have. More than anything else, I look absolutely exhausted. The bags under my eyes are dark, almost bruised purple in the crimson light. I don't look like I'm in my early 30s. I feel like I've aged a decade, and my reflection seems to suggest much the same. There seems to be a slight movement behind the mirror shaking a reverie. You cannot make out the shadowed movements, but it reminds you of where you are. The G-Man returns, carrying a case and a box. He sets both on the table. His smile seems sincere. The double clicks of the briefcase locks seem especially loud in here. He produces two tall, clear glasses from the case. He then reaches for a lime and cuts it in half. A bottle of high-quality ginger beer is placed next to the glasses. He eyes you knowingly and smiles. I think I've got this right, yes? Not waiting for you to respond, he opens the wooden box to reveal a bottle of rum secured in velvet. Black Tot Last Consignment British Royal Navy Rum. With the knife in hand, he expertly clears the wax from the bottle top. He stows the knife back into the briefcase and closes it with a thud and a lock. The combination dials spin as he puts it on the floor. He removes the lid and brings it to his nose, inhaling deeply. He offers the lid to you, Agent Rowan. I lean forward a little and inhale, closing my eyes. The rich smell of good rum fills my senses, making my mouth water. Phew. I exhale, sitting back with a little laugh. Are you seriously about to use a thousand dollar bottle of rum to make dark and stormies? Two thousand dollars. <laughs> he begins to craft two cocktails in front of you. He takes a sip of one, smiles, pours an extra finger or two into both glasses, and swirls them before he hands over the glass. He sits down again. Now, where were we? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, it was late afternoon on Wednesday the 9th. They had gone through the journals of Emma Marsh, gathered a whole lot of information about this mysterious family and the poor fellow that had passed in the bathtub. I think that's going to be the story as it moves forward. 
you guys gleaned a good deal amount of information about the family, about the daughter Ada Lamb and the son William Marsh, who is a marine biologist. You did even find something that we didn't get to talk about last time. William Marsh is a marine biologist for a pharmaceutical company named Benthic. Sorry, what? It wasn't in your book. It happened to be in Rooster's book. So, hey, remember how I happened to know the word for the bottom of a body of water? Yeah. Remember what that word was? Benthic. Guess who Marsh works for? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Would I do that? Don't answer. Yes. (laughs) I'm not this time. I hand her the book. No, I don't think you would in this instance. That's too serious. I'll take it and look. But he still works for Benthic. Yeah, last last check, he works for Benthic. Quinn looks quizzical. Uh, Benthic? They were the pharmaceutical company who were working with pieces of Migo to create youth serum in our last adventure. Ah, something about coincidences, right? <laughs> Coinky dinks and shit! Is that your phrase for this one? I don't know. I like it. I'm tired. I like it. It works. And why do you drink from your energy drink every time you say it? Because I'm tired. Because he's turned it into a drinking game. No. See, drinking games are dumb because you have to wait for something to happen. (laughs) That's fair. All right. So we have got another connection to Benthic. I will have to... And I'll actually, like, reach over and grab a notebook that was in my laptop bag and pull it over, scribble something down, stick it back in the laptop bag. One more piece for the red string wall. If he's working for Benthic, I mean, if Benthic still exists, he's probably not in town. Well, if I remember correctly, Benthic was, at the very least, a national company. Benthic is an international pharmaceutical company, and they have their tentacles or hands into many sorts of businesses. Oh no, I think you had it right the first time. I was going to say pause, but tentacles just sounded so much better. It works. I mean, I'm, I would say that a marine biology company wouldn't be in Yuma, but they were in Montana. Actually, according to the, the last information that Quinn had found when she had scoured the social media aspect of things, William moved out of the area a long time ago. Um, the only information you could find is that he was in outside of Amherst, Massachusetts, after he graduated college. Massachusetts, you say? Hmm. So, marine biologist works for Benthic in Massachusetts. Yeah, this isn't even a coincidence. This is just all lining up. Yeah. And this is something that I think is beyond the scope of what we're dealing with here. We'll have to run that up the flagpole to a cell. Maybe they'll get another cell out there to work on it. Please? I'd prefer to not go to the East Coast. No offense, Quinn. And taken. Maybe they'll delegate it to double A-cell. <laughs> what? It's a battery joke. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it sounded like you were making a joke I should be making, but I'll, I'll just leave that there, I guess. Okay. And as they banter, Quinn's actually going to pull back the curtain of the hotel room window and kind of look at where the sun's at, try to gauge how long until it might be dark enough for us to go back. We're going to say it's about seven or eight o'clock. So the sun is sitting low on the horizon. It's now also one of the hottest times of the day. Are we still planning on checking out the theater? Yeah, I think so. And sooner rather than later, hopefully before Mr. Marsh's body is discovered. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't count on that, but I'd rather do it tonight than wait for for tomorrow. And much I, as I hate the idea, I think we should probably put on our uh, vests. Oh, good. I didn't have to be the one to suggest it this time. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Oh. More than the vests, I think it might be time to break out some of the fun stuff. Which fun stuff? The fun stuff that lets us get out of there more survival-like. That was a sentence. That did not answer my question at all. The stuff that's bigger than just a handgun. I think there is a fine line to be walked between being safe and being conspicuous. It's Arizona. Okay, it's not Montana. Fine. Right. Now, I trust you to walk the right side of that line, but just be aware that the line is there. Yeah. The right side is in the correct side, or the right side is in the heavy side? The right side is in the side that avoids people shooting at us. You're putting an awful lot of faith in me and subtlety. (laughs) He's so subtle that he pronounces the B. Correct. Rooster is subtle like a brick to the face. True. All of this is true. However, I also trust in you, the sergeant, who knows how to handle things in a tactically intelligent way. I trust that down to the ground. And uh, Quinn smirks at the psychology that Rowan is employing. Now you're just playing dirty. I'm an FBI agent. We have no other way to play. Hey, look, I have filters. What? Where did you get those? I don't know, but I didn't make the obvious joke. So there. Well done, sir. Well done. I ain't a sir. I work for a living. Look, when you were over there in that other sandbox, you probably had to go into villages or whatever where you knew they were full of bad guys, but you couldn't prove they were full of bad guys, right? Yes, however, it was also an active war zone, so we were armed anyway. Fully armed. We weren't walking into the village without the equipment we needed. That's fair. I am going to say that this isn't an active war zone, as far as we're aware. No, I know. That's where I've got the baseball bag. There we go. Yeah. So the answer is, the answer to your question is... The answer is it'll take a few seconds to toss things at you. Yeah, but they're going to be in the car. Sure. While while this banter was happening, Quinn uh, hopped on the computer. Uh, So sunset's quarter till eight. Figure it'll be dark within the hour afterwards. Let's wait for it to be true dark. So... And you said quarter to eight, quarter after eight? Quarter till eight. All right, let's wait. Let's wait to leave until about 8.30. We should probably get something to eat. Get some caffeine for me. <laughs> open up your fridge. I'll just look at him and not even looking away, just lean over and open the little fridge. There's an iced white mocha in there. Oh, you are a wonderful, wonderful person. And I'll, and I'll grab it. Tell me that again after we get back. I mean, I can tell you that more than once, you know. Yeah, but depending on what happens out there, your opinion may change. Oh, fair point. Unlikely, but fair point. So you guys gather yourselves and get some food? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is it, are those uh, food trucks out in the parking lot again? Not today. They've moved. They're at a different location. Tomorrow night, though, they'll probably will be there. Generally, uh, every other day. Okay. I want another of those burritos. They were tasty. Open your... No, no. <laughs> Rooster, what type of ordinance are you going to uh, put into the vehicle? And which vehicle are you guys taking? The Tahoe or the sedan? 
Probably the Tahoe, because it doesn't have government plates. I mean, I've got our field bag, which is just kind of the duffel bag that's in the car anyway, that has the basic things. In other words, the shopping list from Montana that I learned we needed. But this is gonna be nothing super heavy, but everyone's got their own pistols. And then I've got, I'm not gonna bring the sniper rifle since we're going inside. I've got two M4s, a hunting rifle and a shot and two shotguns. I've got one of the rifles as mine. What does everyone else want? I'll bring them. M4, for those that don't know, is a carbine. So it is a shortened version of an assault style rifle. So you three, I figure uh, I'll put in River shotgun. Yeah. Rowan, Quinn, what do you want me to bring for you? Quinn's uh, equipped with her own and she looks down and just says, I think I'm okay with my pistol. She hasn't been in many situations, dangerous situations in which she's needed to use a firearm. Fair. Shotgun it is. Got it. Rowan? If you want to toss a shotgun in for me as well, I'm more likely to stick to my pistol, but having that would be helpful. You got it. Thank you, sir. And I've got stats for those if and when we need it. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, hopefully you guys don't come to a point where you need to utilize your firearms, because that's usually last ditch, right? I heard that, hopefully. So you guys get some food from one of the local restaurants that's got a drive through Not as good as the shrimp burrito, but the food here in Yuma is not so bad. You guys travel down the road to the southeast, to Mustang. You see in the night, it is fairly dark with a couple lights acting as a beacon showing you Mustang that just standing out in the desert. You pull up on the main road, come into Akron Road, and you see that really the only lights that are on right now is the gas station to your left. And then, you know, continuing on, it looks as though that it's pretty dark here, save for the emergency services lights of an ambulance in front of the stationery store. Shit. In front of the store, huh? The Marsh House is directly right behind it. Same property. Well, I guess we didn't beat them here. A small crowd has gathered outside. You can see people are kind of rubbernecking. This is a small community, and you do see that some folks are in a bit of distress here as the door to the Marsh House in the back is open with the lights on, and you can see people kind of walking, going in and out, and a sheriff, a county sheriff, they're... uh, you know, making notes and talking on a cell phone. Do we want to wait for tomorrow? I was trying to look up where the theater is compared to the stationary store. Just down the street. Number six on the map is the theater. Number seven is the stationary store. If it was far away enough away, like either it's a good thing that the ambulance is there to draw the crowds because they're all looking at that while maybe we could sneak into the theater. But if we feel like it's too close... Then, yeah, we'll have to come back. So as you guys travel a little bit further down the road, because I presume you're going slow, you know, not just tearing ass through town, you do see in the parking lot of the movie theater, there are a bunch of lights that are up. It looks like they're event lights. And there is a banner that's been placed across the way, and it's not lit up at the moment, but it seems as though that they're setting up small little pop-up tents and whatnot behind the theater itself. It looked like they were setting up earlier today, or it's being set up as we speak? It's being set up as you speak. There's actually about uh, about 10 to 15 people that are setting up pop-up tents, and you see that there is a uh, food truck in the back, an awfully familiar food truck, that is parked in the uh, back parking lot behind the movie theater. Shrimp burritos? 
Shrimp burritos. Doesn't look as though that they're open. They're just, it looks like it's just parked there right now. Quinn will crane her neck. She's trying to read the sign to see, is this like an event coming up soon? It says Father's Day. That's not very soon. Well, Father's Day is the 20th, but it actually says Father's Day, June 10th. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. That father. Yeah, with a capital F. I'm going to keep driving comfortably past it, and as we keep going so we can talk in the car. All right, June 10th. Today is... The 9th. It's tomorrow. So lots of things are happening tomorrow. It's going to be a lot harder to get into the theater tonight. If not impossible, unless we wait till pretty late. Or is the theater inside the important thing, or is it this festival? Well, it sounds like Father's going to be there tomorrow. Well, I don't know about you, but I've celebrated a lot of Father's Day not in the same place as my dad. Fair. I don't think this is any kind of Father's Day that we're familiar with. Well, even if whoever Father is is not there, the kids might be there. In the darkness, no one really notices that Rowan has shut off, almost. Each mention of the word father and the hair, you can't imagine that it stands up even more on your arm and on the back of your neck each time it's said. And it's said with such impunity, it's almost like, shut up. I'm looking out the window over as we're rubbernecking and looking at the setup, but like looking out the window so that no one can see my face. So, we go in now, we go in late tonight, or we wait. What do you think, Glasses? I don't want to wait until tomorrow, but there's too much activity right now. I'd say late tonight. Rowan? Um, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? Um, we were trying to figure out when we should go to the theater. Are you okay? Late tonight, probably. Uh, They should be done. I can't imagine that they would stay up terribly late uh, setting up. They're probably doing it now to get it over with in the relative cool before activities tomorrow. Also, we may want to be nearby tomorrow. If we talk to Sodi, you think she has a spare nuke we could just leave here? Do not tempt me. Get rid of it all at once. (sighs) I don't think they have nukes out here. Or if they did, that she would have access. Okay, not a nuke, something big, though. Just take care of it all at once. Oh, look, there was a chemical explosion in Mustang. We can't assume everyone involved is guilty of something. Too many innocents tied up in cults. (sighs) Okay. I'm still driving around, and I'm going to kind of make the turn back around doing the big circle towards Akron Road. All right, I'm going to head back out of town then. Or do you want me to find a quiet place around here to wait for a few hours? See if we can find a place where we can spot the emergency service is leaving. I'm not worried about that right now. I am much more concerned about that group and their setup. Is the ground out here... This is all super flat, right? Yes. All right, I'm going to head back sort of out of town. Head out Akron Road to get back toward Yuma? Yeah. You know it's nearby. Uh, shitload of nothing? And a gigantic building that's usually abandoned. Ugh, fuck. There is that. Do we need to go back there? I thought we got all we needed out of that. Rowan, are you gonna be okay to go back there? 
We certainly didn't search the entire building. I think that's the first time you've actually called me by my code name since we met. Sorry, slip the tongue. It happens. Yeah, I'm just interested. I don't read too much into it. I just, I said the wrong damn thing, okay? Let's go. As you guys drive past the stationary store, you see a gurney being wheeled out, and it is covered, and they are loaning it into the ambulance. The uh, flashing lights are shut off. Did we recognize any of the, like, ambulance attendants or uh, anybody who's in, you know, law enforcement? The police officer that's there is a county sheriff. You guys have not really interacted with the county sheriffs. What about any of the onlookers? Do we see anyone we recognize? Give me a luck roll. Everybody give me a luck roll. 13. 30. 75. 31. All right. Rowan, sorry, you're not catching anything. This makes sense. (laughs) So River and Quinn, you two see that there are two kids, young men, if you will. One is very tall on a BMX bike, and the other one is a smaller young man. And the lights reflect off of his glasses, his pretty thick glasses. You're pretty sure that you've seen these two before, especially when you were the first time that you came into the town of Mustang. So they look, wait, I recognize them as definitely part of the kids that were looking at us when we were leaving the Naval Medical Annex. Yes. But do those kids also line up with who we found in the yearbooks? Yes. Alexandra and Rodrigo. What are the looks on their faces? Because you're driving by and you don't have like a clear view of them, it's hard to make out. But you know what? Give me a give me a human tent. You mint roll. Let's see if you're able to, to catch anything. This is going to be difficult. So this is going to be at a negative 20 penalty to you. Oh, gosh. Because it's dark. You're moving kind of quickly in the car. Well, good thing I got a 25 with a penalty that would be out of a 40. All right. They seem concerned. They're not watching the cars. They're actually watching the old man, old man Marsh, being loaded into the ambulance. Well, looks like the community wasn't able to take care of it fast enough. I'm curious if anyone's going to try to do anything about that. I want to note down the name of the ambulance service. You scroll that down. Rural Metro. Any paramedic is going to recognize that that guy has gills. So another question, because I also succeeded the luck roll, but you said yes. only they saw it. So what did I see? Right. You see standing against a post outside of the gas station, you see Womack smoking a cigarette, and Christensen walks out the door. Fuck, 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 fuck. It is a good thing we brought the guns. What's wrong? Two of the guys from Brazil including the leader at the gas station. Fuck. I'm going to keep driving. Are you heading to the medicine annex, or are you going to head back to Yuma? Is there anything we need to find in the medical annex, or it's just a close building? LT? I have two thoughts on that. The first thought is that it is close, without running the risk of being seen by anyone in either Mustang or Yuma and getting questions, possibly running across Chris Price, which is very high on my list of things to avoid. The second thought is that if Father's Day is what I think it is, there might be something else there. Make the call, LT. We're going out to the, to the medicine annex, but approach with caution. If there's any 
if we see any other cars, if we see any bikes, if we see people, abort. Copy that. And I will turn towards the annex, keeping very close eye on everything and anything. Okay, so you head up First Street toward the annex. It's dark. There are no streetlights out here. You are in just the dark desert. It appears almost as if there's a void in the desert itself where the annex is because it is so dark. In front of the annex, it is a U-shaped building like I mentioned. There are two pickup trucks, late 80 model import pickup trucks, like a Toyota type of thing that they've been lifted and beat up and they've seen better days. It's definitely a desert truck parked in front of the Eastern wing. That was the wing that you guys had entered in where we had the uh, fantastic adventure down into the basement. Where the mural is. So what you're saying is the Eastern wing doesn't have stairs down. The Eastern Wing no longer has stairs down. It has stairs up, but not down. I wouldn't try the stairs going up, at least based off of your experience. As we're getting closer, uh, Rowan takes her glasses off and is leaning forward, her hands on the, the dashboard, just watching everything. And, I mean, there's the trucks. Great. Do I abort? Turn off your lights. I'm going to turn off the lights and slow way down, and then put it in, and then stop, put it in park, go, take over. Got it. And I'll trade seats with him. I hop out and then jump back in and then go, Hey, hand me the bag from back there. I'll hand him the bags and say, Tires? Yep. Alright, so I will put the car into drive and then just very lightly tap the accelerator to just to start rolling forward and watching everything, using every scrap of light that is in this area. Stop a ways out so I can go get the tires. Got it. I'm also, like, looking at the trucks, trying to get as much information off of them as I can. Like, we're too far away and it's too dark. I won't be able to get license plate numbers, but as much information as I can get from them. One is a tan Toyota pickup truck, and then the other one seems to be a gray or blue. You're not able to tell in the darkness here, but it is a, a, another lighter color. The other one might be white and just has not been washed in a millennia, which happens quite often out here. Oh, living in the desert. I, am, I know that one. All we have are white cars out here, pretty much. Go ahead and give me an alertness roll, Rowan. Okay. Neat. 44. Nice. 40, uh, wow. Out of 50. You see a tiny bit of light up on the roof. And when I mean tiny, it's the cherry on a cigarette. I am not going to hit the brakes, but I will whisper, sniper on the roof. Roger. And let the car ease to a stop. From the bag, I'm going to pull out... I've got a bunch of the stuff in pockets already that I was carrying. I'm going to pull out one of the radios with an earpiece, put it in. I'm going to grab a Sharpie, hand the night vision scope back to River or Quinn. But yeah, specifically the radio. Hand me one of those. I'll take the scope and start scanning the rooftop. Spot for me, I'm going to go take the trucks. I'll put the radio in, turn it on, turn it to the right channel. And I'm going to very stealthily move forward, but hoping that with the night vision, River can give me timing for when to move when the guy's looking the other direction. Yeah, and I'll and I'll show River where I saw the, the, the cigarette and be like, there. 
it takes you a moment, River, for you to see it. It's very small, but you do see that there is someone looking out, overlooking the desert up on the rooftop itself. Is he armed? You do not see if he is armed or not. It looks as though that he's just standing there smoking a cigarette. Is he looking at the desert rather than at us? Yes, he does not seem to see the car yet. Okay, I'm going to just kind of whisper, not looking this way, I don't see a weapon. So I'm going to move stealthily until River says to stop. So go ahead and give me a um, stealth roll. Do I get a bonus since he's spotting for me? Yeah, I'll give you a 10% bonus on this. 10%? 20%. Because the guy ruined his night vision by smoking? That's it. Ooh, zero eight. You're creeping. And this makes more sense than my stats because I rolled this because I made this up before I knew he was a sniper. Now, how close do you want to get? I want to get to the trucks. Okay. With River providing you, letting you know when the guy is walking or maybe looking down, because there's a, a point or two where he, he kind of like glances down at the trucks with River's direction, you're able to make it right to the trucks. Now hold on to that thought for a moment. Rowan, you're driving. Quinn, you're in the car. What are you two doing? Is the car still moving? I am occasionally just like very lightly pressing the accelerator to keep it moving forward because I don't want to be very far away if something goes sideways. But I'm not putting any significant engine noises out. One thing I forgot to mention, I did take my rifle. Okay. Rifle as in the M4 ACOG. Okay. Quinn is just keeping alert. I think she's nervously like has her hand on her pistol. She doesn't get in situations like even on her missions, doesn't necessarily have to get in situations like this often because most of the time she's brought in more as an expert for interviews. I mean, she has some training in it, but being in a dangerous situation like this is pretty new. The adrenaline's kind of pushing a little bit harder than normal. Yes. So... I'm focusing on the guy on the roof, but I've got my window open so I can listen. And hopefully you're looking elsewhere as well to see if there's anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the car moving forward, but also scanning to make sure that... I mean, there's two trucks. There's more than one person there. Nah, River doesn't have enough military intelligence for that. River, you're, you keep your eyes on him. You see that he, he tosses the cigarette, reaches back, and picks up a hunting rifle and he's looking down, almost looking toward the car itself. So I, on the radio, rifle. I drop. You've made it to the trucks. What would you like to do, Rooster? You're at, you are at the trucks now. First, I'm taking out a Sharpie and I'm writing the license plates on my arm and say, I got tag numbers, I'll give them to you later. Does this guy look like he's noticed something or is he just doing a routine check? He looks like he's noticed something. But he's not looking down at the trucks, which are nearly directly beneath him. He's looking at us. Yep. He's looking in the general direction of the road, but he hasn't seen the car yet. I mean, the nice thing about it being dark, and we're not, we don't have lights on. And the Tahoe is navy blue. Yep. Is there like a fire escape or a ladder or anything? Because you said it's two stories. It's three stories tall. Is there any way up to the roof that I can see? We're going to have you roll one of your other skills that I don't believe you've gotten a roll yet. Military science? Military science land. Yes. 30. You're able to locate a way up. There is a fire escape. The fire escape is in the up 
position, but you may be able to jump up and pull yourself up with that. Now, if you do jump up and pull yourself up with that, it will make a lot of noise because it is going to be metal on metal going thunk, 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 thunk. And that's assuming that it's not super rusty. I make that screeching sound. Yeah. Also, there's hope that the sand and dirt and dust and the erosion that happens to everything metal out here that gets destroyed by the sun may just stick it, may stick it, or you may pull down the entire fire escape. And that's the only way up I can see? That you can see from the exterior. I'm going to radio that if you slash the tires, I think you'll notice, but I don't think he's spotted us yet. You wouldn't have a good shot. I've got a fire escape over here. It's risky and it'll be loud, but I can get up top. You hear someone singing. Is it that song? It's that song. It's that same beat and rhythm. You can't make out the words, but you can hear them. somebody singing inside. Glasses, they're singing inside. Some sort of ritual. Before Father's Day, that makes sense. You want me to go up and take the sniper, or wait for everyone else and go in? Do you need a distraction to get up onto the roof? Or are we going to try to do this as silently as possible? I defer to your knowledge on this. I can't get the sniper without a distraction. That's going to give us away. I don't think there's a way, another way you can... Unless you go out into the desert and gun it and act like you're freewheeling. I can do that. All right, everyone buckle up. I'm going to turn the car and keep tapping it a little bit just to get myself away from the road. And then as soon as I think I'm a little ways away from from the building, far enough away to make it look like it's a coincidence, flip on the lights and start just doing those big old donuts. Big old donuts with lights on. Yep. All right. (laughs) As soon as that happens, I'm going for the fire escape. All right. So I'm going to want a drive roll from Rowan and an athletics roll from Rooster. Oh, good. I'm good at this. Sweet. 20 out of 50. 48 out of 70. And a constitution to see if Quinn (laughs) doesn't throw up. (laughs) Everyone gets tossed to one side of the car. I presume you're making a left-hand donut. Generally, that's what most folks do because it's the closest to the driver. So everyone's thrown to the passenger side door, even if you're, you're seat buckled in. River, you grab onto the night vision scope with both hands to make sure you don't lose it. You're not able to keep eyes on the on the roof any longer as the car is now making donuts out in the desert and throwing dust up everywhere. And your windows are open. So, roll those up, please. <laughs> well, you have the buttons on your side. Yeah, you can, you can... my hands are busy. I, I am keeping <laughs> us from flipping. You make it up to the, the fire escape. It requires a bit of a jump, so a proper foot placement here and a quick grab onto a piece of uh, brick that's a little bit exposed, and you're able to pull yourself up onto the fire escape. It makes a bit of a noise. Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Let's see what kind of noise it makes. 38. All right. So it does squeak a little bit as you get up on top and you go to take a step and it feels solid you're able to work your way up the fire escape to the roof. As I'm going, I'm going to say in the radio, honk like a drunk idiot. I'll immediately put my thumbs onto the center because I'm holding on with both hands and just wrench into it, honking as loud and as hard as I can. And then I'm going up and I want to get behind the guy. You crest over the top and he's looking out. He's got the gun sitting butt down on the ground. He's holding onto the barrel um, haphazardly. 
and he's just watching and looking out at the commotion that's going on there, oblivious to you. There is a folding chair that's up here as well, and it looks like there's a 12-pack of PBR. Which direction is he looking compared to me? He is looking south, and you're coming from the north. You are clearly behind him. I go up, and I do the movie standard next snap. The kill? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and give me a... Unarmed? Yep, unarmed combat check. 95. Okay. So you grab hold of him and you you go to wrench his neck and he just turns at you at the very last moment and looks at you. His eyes are wide. Does he have the fish eye wide? Yes, he does have the fish eye wide. And they get even wider as he looks at you and turns away like, what the fuck, man? Does he, he yells it? Yeah, and he's reaching for his gun. Have I grabbed him yet or no? He moved out of your way. Like, when you grabbed hold of him, he kind of spun with it, because he he might have heard you on your last step, you're not entirely sure, or it could have just been bad luck as he kind of turned with it, and you just kept turning. Now, he is facing you with his back to the edge of the building. I want to take my knife, and I want to try and get him before I shove him over. Okay. Go ahead and give me a melee weapons roll. <laughs> 33. Ooh. Do you have the damage listed for the knife? Uh, 1d6. No lethality? No lethality, 3 armor piercing, because it's it's a K-bar. All right, so go ahead. Five. You stab at him, and it catches him by surprise as you actually get a really good cut into his gut. He goes to pick up the rifle and, and rest it you know, on his shoulder, try to shoot at you quickly. Like, he's going through proper technique for when you go hunting. What would you like to do? It's going to take him a moment or so to uh, get that gunshot off. I mean, this isn't like D&D where I can tell how bad he looks at this point, can I? He's bleeding. You got a good gut wound on him. And this isn't necessarily, the way that I run combat isn't going to be like, you hit, he hits. You know, it's not just going to be like one shot, one shot. It just so happens that you got the one shot in on him. It's going to be a culmination of different things, except for gunshots. That's always going to be a one roll, one shot. I want to just stay on him, and I want to try and take him down and take him out. And you want to take him down by unarmed then? So, unarmed? Yep. I don't know if that's just flavor, but I want to kill him. You do want to kill? Okay. All right. So, yeah, let's, let's go with melee weapons then. Okay. Because you're using the weapon. Now, he is fighting back. This time is a 49. I have a 51. Ooh, right under the wire. And he... All right. So he's trying to fight back. He's not able to fight against you actively. And you're able to rain down a couple blows. So go ahead and roll damage on that. Four. Leave your hand over his mouth, I presume, as you're stabbing him. Oh, yeah. You stab him a few more times and he stops moving. As soon as I'm sure he's stopped moving, I want to check a pulse. Okay. It's very, very faint then I'm going to slash the fish throat and make sure there is no pulse. You dispatch him. And then I'm going to pick up the rifle, go stand next to the chair, and light a cigarette. Because now it looks like their sniper is back. Maybe he just went to take a leak off the edge of the roof or something. Are you going to tell your own team over the phone? Yeah. And then I'm going to say, sniper's down, I'm in position. Got it. And I'll ease us out of the donuts carefully, because I don't want to flip. Drive back towards Yuma, kill the lights, and head back slowly. Got it. And I'll 
like a drunk teenager, go careening toward the road. So go ahead and give me a drive check. Okay. 17. You were able to avoid cactus as well as large rocks and dips that just happen naturally in the desert. You make it back toward the road and you're able to uh, traverse back in the vehicle. Moving again quietly and slowly, and as soon as we're turning onto the road that leads to the medicine annex, turn off the lights and glance back at the others. You two all right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad I didn't eat a big dinner. As soon as we're back on the road, I'm going to start pulling out the shotguns. I also do want to be, while I'm up here, I'm not just acting it, I do want to be looking around, seeing if there's anything else I can see and or hear. Up here, you've got a great view you can see the town, you can see down, you can see 360 all the way around. You don't see any movement or anyone else coming up from outside. There is a little utility box that has a door, which you presume has stairs that would lead down. Are there any other vehicles I can f- see, or just those two? Just those two. There's nothing else around the building. Even if you go for a walk around the building, it's just the two pickup trucks that are here. And can I hear anything from up here? No, you can't even hear the singing from up here. Okay, good. And then I'm going to just stay on the line and keep watch for them. All right, Rooster, you see the Tahoe coming back through the darkness, lights off. Are we about to go full cowboy on a bunch of possibly guilty fish cultists? The one up here had big eyes. So he's a big bad wolf? More like a big bad fish fucker. Not illegal. Literally in that case, actually. Anyway, the answer is yes. I think so. I think we find out what's going on. Oh, well, then we'll do it real quiet-like. Sounds good to me. I'm moving faster than I was when I was just tapping the, the gas to keep going, but still not getting above maybe 25 miles an hour because I don't want to be caught by surprise by someone coming out. And I want to park behind the two trucks. All right. You're able to creep up no problem behind the trucks themselves. All right. Now I'll put it in park. And before I kill the engine, I want to roll the window down to see if that song is still going. You can't hear it from here. You actually need to be very close to the building. All right. So I'll roll the window back up, kill the engine, and say to Rooster, are you coming down to meet us or are you coming through the top? You could all come up here and we work our way down, but then we don't have an exit route. I'll meet you there. Alright. Spot for me, it'll make some noise. River, you still have the scope? Yeah. What am I looking for? Watch the door next to the trucks. Anyone coming out? And I'm also just like scanning nonstop. Someone get near the fire escape so you can listen. If that singing stops. I'll get out. Thank you, Quinn. And I'm gonna start making my way down very quietly. Are you going down through the inside or the outside? Oh no, the outside. Yeah, I'm not going to go down through, try and get past him. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll. We're going to need a stealth roll, and then we're going to need an athletics roll for when you get down. So stealth first, and then Quinn, give me an alertness roll. Probably wasn't the best person. 43 for stealth. That was, that's a success. Okay, hold on to that. Hold on to the, the athletics roll just for a second. Quinn? Ooh. I don't like that sound. I like that yeah. sound. <laughs> that's a 70. Okay. You really can't hear much going on. What you can hear, though, is your pulse in your ears. River, you keep scanning the door. Nobody seems to be coming out. Um, you guys are this close where the night vision and the magnification won't do you any benefit at all. You guys can see well enough underneath the night sky, 
Agent Rowan sees quite well underneath the night sky here. Rooster, you make it down to the spot where you'll need to jump down from there. So go ahead and give me an athletics roll. 39. Success. Excellent. So the curse of the stairs of the Annex has been broken. You land and Quinn's there, wide-eyed and kind of looking at everything, checking things out. Rooster, you can tell that there's a bit of fear there for Quinn as well as... It may not be very outward, but this is not her normal place. I'm going to kind of look at her and go, breathe, stay calm. We got this. I, I can't hear anything. I, I don't know if they've stopped or not. I want to listen. Okay. Damn. Thirteen. You can pick it up. It's faint, but it's inside. I hear it. We're good. And Quentin just nods. Remember trigger discipline. And remember I've done this before. We're good. And with that, she takes a deep breath to calm her nerves a little. You guys gather again at the door, stack up at the door to go in? Uh-huh. I can see best in the dark. Do you want me to take lead? Yes. You take point. All right. River, you're in the rear. I take second. Quinn, remember to keep the shot to gun. Do not point it at anyone you don't want to kill. Did Quinn bring the shotgun? <laughs> no, she did not. Oh, she probably didn't think to bring it, but if like if we're regrouping, then they would have brought it, yeah. you know, for her if she didn't have it. Fair. I'm also going to hand one of the grenades to Rowan. All right. I had three of them. I'm giving one to her. I've got the smoke grenades. Okay. I'm trying to think logistically where she's carrying that. <laughs> you have pockets. I have women's clothes pockets. Okay. I will not hand one of the grenades to Rowan. Probably smart, because I need my hands. Alright. I'll look around at everyone. Are we ready? From here on out, as few words as possible. Hi. Sorry, yes. You go through the door. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Laura Domingo, and I play Quinn. I'm Dan Voshkevich, The Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 2 is based on the scenario Ex Oblivioni by Dennis Detweiler. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. <laughs>